Hello, everyone, and welcome back to American Muslim Project. My name is Asad Butt. Today, we have Rami Abushab. Rami is an Arab-American actor and comedian based in Chicago, Illinois. He has been featured in national commercials for companies such as Lids and RCN Cable, as well as starring in a bunch of independent movies. In 2019, Rami formed a stand-up comedy group called Terminal 5, with the goal of uniting minorities through the power of comedy. Terminal 5 has gone on to produce a bunch of shows and is looking to expand out of state. I met Rami a couple months ago when he applied to Rafaleon's most recent script competition up at the Moskers Film Festival in Edmonton, and he actually won with his script called Shwarma Inn. It was definitely a crowd pleaser, and the judges loved it as well. We're going to talk about that script and what it's like for him to be a Palestinian Muslim in entertainment up after the break. Stay tuned. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Rami, welcome to American Muslim Project. So excited to have you as our guest. I want to start with sharing with the audience that we met just recently. Through, you applied to our pitch competition that we had up at the Moscow Film Festival, and you actually won. Yeah. You won for your your script, Shawarma In. I wonder maybe you could just talk about that yeah. script and, and where that idea came from. Yeah, well, first, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate you so much. You've been giving me good energy since I met you, and it means the world. So I have to say. No, that's, that's so nice. Same. Likewise, you know, thank yeah, you. definitely. Thank you. I have to say it off the bat. Uh, so Shawarma In, the idea came, funny or not, I was eating at a Shawarma restaurant, and there was a situation where the the server was a was a Arab man like from like from the Belad or like from back home, and he was uh, <laughs> serving. The, and there was like a white family that was eating, and like she was the well, there's a little white girl that was talking to the server, and she said uh, she's like she said the Red Sox scored like the Boston Red Sox. She was watching like a, a baseball game. She's like the Red Sox scored, and she kept saying it to him. Then he's like, "You want the fork?" And then he pulls out a fork and. Like, <laughs> And after that, I don't know why that when I saw that I started, <laughs> I was dying, dude. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I did not. Then I was then that's when the idea kind of sparked. I was like, I need to make something about a show on my restaurant. And then yeah, to, like it, it's too like I feel like the things that can happen there would, would be really funny. Um, and yeah, so that's like what sparked the idea. But originally it was going to be more like a the office style type thing with the interviews and stuff. Um, and then when your competition came, I was like, oh, this is where I should apply this, but. Um, I wanted to do, I mean, there was like a limit, obviously, on pages and stuff. So I was like, the office thing would be too long. So I was like, let me. Yeah, right, right. About someone who loses their halal license, which is actually a real 
I've seen restaurants here in Chicago that have lost it. That's wild. Yeah. So yeah, the story for those. Um, so yeah, um, Rami pitched this idea of a restaurant that, you know, a family restaurant that loses their license and then they, you know, spend the day trying to get that license back and very funny script. And, you know, it was 10 pages or so, and maybe a little bit longer and, you know, just uh, uh, one over the audience, you know, that that he was pitching in front of. I think part of it also has to do with Rami's presence, you know, on, on, on the stage. You also had an experience of you. Remind me, you you actually uh, did a halal <laughs> certification video, right? Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so in the in the script, I should have described it better. But in the basically, like I said, said um, this shawarma restaurant loses their halal license. They got to get it back. That's that's like the essence of this movie. And then there's some lessons there. Uh, about tradition i during one of the ways that they have to get it back is they have to do halal training videos and uh again i i know about these training videos because i was an actor in these halal training videos that's amazing. About a year or so ago it's not even that long ago i i, I came up man. I, i'm on the come up right now man. <laughs> yeah these these i did this this uh halal training video multiple halal, where any company that's trying to get certified by this like the halal board they're called ifanka they have to watch these videos, and then it's it's me being like, "What is halal? Halal means, well, you know, permissible." Yeah, yeah, right. It's right. so yeah, it's 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 a real thing. That's amazing. Now you got your start. You actually started in the acting route, and then moved to stand up. I feel like the it's usually the other way around, where stand up comedians start in comedy and then go into acting. Yeah. Can you t- talk to me about how you got the stand up bug? The stand up bug, dude. I, I wish there was a cool story with stand up, man. I really wish. I, I truly, I am a theater kid. I started theater in, in high school. Um, that was like the origin of my, I played basketball first. I was, I was a varsity basketball player. Oh, wow. No, no flex. I'm just varsity. Oh yeah. I, I'm just saying <laughs> I was, I was, I was all conference in high school. I was out here. Oh, look at this. Amazing. I played point guard okay. and senior year was the first year my school did the play my high school. And I saw the, uh, they, they did theater and I saw an audition for it. And I was like, ah, oh, I, I was, I was drawn to it for whatever reason. And then um, I wanted to audition. And then, like, it was like, have you seen High School Musical? I've never seen it, but I, I know, obviously, about well, it. Is that Zach? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Zach Efron, yeah. he hooped, but he, he wanted to do the musical, but then he was getting roasted. Oh. I'm not saying I'm Zach, but I'm saying, like, we're, <laughs> we're neck and neck. You're, are you the heir of Zach Efron? Is that what you're saying? We're neck and neck. He has a better hairline at the moment, but after I go to Turkey, <laughs> I'm going to come back. Arab Zach, man, I'm telling you. It, that's kind of what it started it and then i i auditioned for the play i got the lead i fell in love with theater oh wow and then um i went to college and then i i majored in not theater uh i did uh economics and political science i double majored and then i started theater school a year i mean a week after i graduated like full-time theater school a week after i graduated about four years into acting i woke up one morning and i was like i want to do stand-up and i just started doing it hmm. wow it's so weird yeah you know, so I saw Rami perform in Toronto for the first time. I had never seen his any videos or anything like that. Obviously, we had been in touch because he had pitched in the uh, Sarah competition. But I was immediately blown away by, I mean, not only your comedy, but your control of the room, right? Like, I feel like that that is such a unique skill set to have is like when you got to the part of your, I mean, you kind of do throughout your your set but the, the part of your set where you're kind of asking questions of the crowd and then riffing off of their responses i mean that i think for a lot of people that would 
scare the shit out of them you know like trying to be funny on the spot based on what people are saying like how did you learn that skill set and have you always had that or you know is it is it did you learn it from your family like talk to me about that i appreciate that uh uh chicago public schools that's the <laughs> oh, really that's the answer we, tell me more we would in high school I, even since i was a little kid we would just roast each other like we would be there would be like roast sessions like in high school. It'd be like, all right, at two o'clock, Rami and Lorenzo, you're, you're going. And they would just do it. And um, I remember in high school specifically, we all wore uniform, but we'd still like okay. roast each other. But, but it's like, look at your shoes. But we're wearing the same shoes, you know, so we, we oh, really, to, yeah, we have to be creative like with it. So you have you couldn't just say, look, that's at your, fascinating. So that's kind of what started it. And I, so I would just roast all these people and like roast back. And then because initially I wasn't the roast guy. I was the guy in the in like on the side who would laugh. But then when I'd laugh, they'd be like, what are you laughing at, boy? And then it's going at me. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, that's who I want. You were the guy the audience, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. But then I, yeah. I started having to roast people. And then that's kind of real, truly where it started. And then um, I just carried it onto stage. And that's just what happened. I'm getting flashes of Eight Mile with Eminem of the kind of like, you know, <laughs> obviously that's a rap battle, but this is the more comedy battle. That's really interesting. I feel like we, we should make a movie on this. We should. I'm with Rami, let's let's do it. I'm with that. Let's do it. That's amazing. So, so what is it about stand-up that you like so much? I mean, obviously I know you're, you're, you're acting as well, but what is it specifically about the stand-up that you like so much? Storytelling. I, I love, uh, I love being able to tell stories. I like that. I, I love creating an environment when I perform where it's like uh, we're like in a living room and I just have the floor. Like, and that's what I wanted to feel like when I'm performing. Like, we're all just hanging out. Oh, Rami's just going at it again, telling stories and messing around. I love creating that environment. And when uh, when I do stand up, I'm, I'm a big storyteller. Uh, yeah, that's the majority of my t- material comes from that. And I kind of get to share a perspective that maybe people don't see often. And I think that I, I, t- I carry that badge with me very proudly. And, and it's something that I. I think if we can all resonate on like, like with laughter and with storytelling, I think that's like the most beautiful thing. So, yeah, that's amazing. And, and talk to me about your acting career. What, what kind of stuff have you been in and what are you hoping to do? Yeah. So acting career, I've, I've been in a bunch of, of uh, independent films, short feature, um, commercial work. Uh, indie films have been my bread and butter thus far. Um, film festivals, stuff like that. I mean, I had a movie that, that, that went to Sundance, Alhamdulillah, which is amazing in 2021, which is, I thought I was going to pop off after that. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I showed all my friends. I was like, you guys don't even know. I got the song. It was and then it was birthday. It still could happen. I, I believe it. Yeah, but it was so, I, I, so I was like, hey, I was like, Baba, don't worry. I was like, hey, I got this. And then uh, it was virtual. So literally I had like a little avatar in the virtual. Uh, interesting. It wasn't like uh, the full experience, but it was it was still like such a massive thing. It was cool. The, like Forbes. That's awesome. I was in like a Forbes article. And I showed it to my dad. And I was like, no way. I was like, Bobby, we made the news. I was like, without without being terrorists. Like, I, I feel like we're we're changing the, yeah. the game. The narrative. Yeah, totally. I want to take a quick break, Rami, and I want to come back and hear more about your dad and your relationship with your dad. And then also... <laughs> more about your your Palestinian background. Let's take a break and, and we'll be right back with Rami. Cool. Welcome back to American Muslim Project. My guest today is Rami Abushab. Am I pronouncing that right? Abushab, yeah. Abushab. Okay, I'll, I'll get that you're right. You're <laughs> I'm, I'm very bad with pronunciation across the board. Oh, you're right. um, um, you know, Rami, you are 
a proudly Palestinian American uh, Muslim. Yeah. I wonder how that has affected you as you try to make your career in entertainment. This is a good question. <clears throat> um, let's see. I, I'm going to try to think of the positives instead of the, yeah. the, the setbacks because there, there are yeah. setbacks uh, for sure. Uh, and and I'll, I'll mention one, I guess, when, when I first, I remember my, when I first, first started acting, which is like 10 years ago now, I met a director on the set of a film who asked me where I was from, from I was Palestinian, and no joke, he pulled me to the side, he said, don't, don't say that. He's like, don't tell anyone you're Palestinian. Whoa. He was a white guy? Um, yeah, he, he said, don't tell anyone you're Palestinian. I think he was looking after me, though. I don't think he was even trying to, mm. he was saying, don't, sure. don't say, don't say you're Palestinian until like you're solidified, and then you could say that. And I and this is when I, I didn't understand what what it was, so that was something that I never listened. Obviously, I, I can't I can never turn my back on my people. Like I think the reason that I have a career right now, like in general, is because these are the people who've been supporting me. So how do I look mm -hmm. like turning my back on them for for sure. what? I, I can't do that. Um, but the positives, I think, it's given me such a good perspective. Being Palestinian American has given me the most like crazy like different perspective on life. And so I'm able to kind of tell these stories. And I have this family who's, you know, the cast of themselves, really. Um, and, and so I, that's like the pause. I try to look at it that way. I, I truly believe it is an honor to be Palestinian. It's not a, I don't want to call it a curse. I don't want to call it a burden. This is something that I really. No, it shouldn't be. Yeah, for proud sure. Of. Yeah, no doubt. I remember when you won the award for uh, best pitch, best screenplay. One of the first things you said to me, we, we got we got him a big check that said, <laughs> you know, winner, $1,000. But one of the first things you said to me was like, I can't wait to show my dad this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the other stuff that I've read about you online, it's like you have this really amazing relationship <laughs> with your dad. You really look just like, it seems like he's your hero, you know, in some ways, shape, you know, like. So talk to me about your dad and his relationship both with, you know, uh palestine but then also like you know what it was what what you know what he means to you yeah uh my dad is probably the not probably he is the most important person in my life um everything i do I, it goes through him like i need him to to know that uh, he didn't come here for no reason i need him to know that his son is 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 working hard to change the narrative of our people and the perspective of our people and then give him and, and the rest of my family like a good life uh, while i'm doing this he is um, he is Palestinian, born and born and raised in, in Akraba, which is a, a small village by Nablus. Um, for those Nablus is the the where Knafo originated, so that's how why people know Nablus. Um, and in the West Bank, yeah, he's in the West Bank, and, and yeah. my entire family is uh, my entire family is still there in in, in the West Bank, and um, so he was he was directly affected by the 1967 war, um, wow. directly where when this happened, he had to forcibly leave his home with tanks surrounding him and just oh my goodness you know things blowing up around him and and, and he described very vividly to me what what he saw and i don't want to repeat everything but um you know he's he's been through it and um he lived in jordan for a year and literally in in that he said this is where brown parents talk about where we start questioning because he's like we lived in a, a house a house made of mud and then it rained and we had to rebuild the house and I'm like, I mean, look, I believe they always, it's that in their walks to school are always like trash. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's what, uh, yeah, totally. just, that's what he said, you know, so, and then yep. he said a year later, um, 
they were listening to the radio and there was like a lottery of people allowed to go back to their homes. And then they were, my family was luckily one of the families that could oh, go wow. back talk and they've been there ever since. And, um, Oh wow. Amazing. Yeah. So what, um, how are you feeling about what's going on in the world today? I mean, obviously that's a big question yeah. and I can only, and we, we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago, but how, you know, how, how, how do you try to be funny in this, in these times? I'm still trying to figure that out. Honestly, that's, that's a good question. I, you know, it, it's so, it's heartbreaking, I think, is the only word that I can use to describe it. I, I think um, Arabs and brown people in general, whether Desi, whether Arab, even Latinos, Filipinos, black people, all of us have been dehumanized in the media for a very long time. And I think yeah. um, this is this plays a big factor in why the world is so okay with what's happening in Palestine, what's happening in Congo, what's happening in Sudan, what's happening in Somalia. They're all so okay with it because they don't look at us as human, as equal, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think this is probably the most heartbreaking thing to me. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely just insane how we can just look at these people as numbers or as statistics because it's just, they're brown, you know, they're, they're Muslim, they're terrorists, they're whatever. And that's, they keep feeding this propaganda to the world of, of we're just these, yeah. these non-human savages, animals children of the dark as Netanyahu literally said and it's just it's it's heartbreaking for me and and I think that that is where I do have to kind of come in with my art right and where I do where I do need to find some way to make this uh comedic where I could tell my story and then tell the facts but make it funny um Netanyahu is going to get this work I promise you I'm, I'm I'm roasting this man the next time I touch him oh, really? <laughs> I promise you that and he, he needs to understand that he's from Philly he's not even a real like he needs to understand. Like he's next on the on that list, man. On the list, yeah, yeah, totally. T tell me about how your community has been handling it in Chicago, and you know what is it? How? Yeah, what is the last five, six weeks? Yeah, I would love to know an uh, audience directly from, you know, someone whose family is affected yeah. by what's going on. I mean, obviously they're in the West Bank, but you know, yeah. So even Palestinian, they're in the West Bank. They're locked in their village right now. They're they're not allowed to leave. They're not. No one's allowed to come. They're wild. they're stuck in their village, and um, you know, settlers are everywhere in the West Bank, and they're literally being handed guns by their government, and they're just harassing civilians. Um, it's it's you know my 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 family's definitely feeling it too, and it's it's. Um, it's tough, but they're very, they're Arab, man. They're very, they're not telling me what's wrong. They're like, I'll call them. I actually got sent a video of like a big, like a like fight that happened in my village. I wasn't even sure. There was no context. It was just sent to me of, there were like people throwing stones at cars and like breaking windows and destroying things. And I, I was like, what's, what's happening? So I called my uncle. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, nothing, nothing's going on. And I was like, I literally have a video <laughs> of like and he's like he's like oh there was a small fight it was not nothing and i was like are they are they and he's just not telling me anything and it's he's wow. just it's so it's so crazy but that's just how they are they're just like he yeah. really said he said uh he said rami i'm used to this he said yeah. no there, there's no there's nothing else for me this is this is all he knows wow and that's even more heartbreaking that that's how desensitized for sure to, yeah. to everything and for the kids next you know the kids that grew up with that and also be desensitized to it as they grow up is also yeah you know um or just horrible um i want to just point out that you posted this long thing on instagram today uh kind of you shared some thoughts and you know as you know i'm a new new father 
Um, and so you wrote a letter to your future children, just kind of like sharing your thoughts. I, I was hoping that you could read that to our audience, if you'd be comfortable sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just to say, uh, give context on that. I wrote that maybe like days ago. It, it wasn't, um, I mean, it's, it's still recent, but it's like maybe like five days ago, a week ago. But, and I kind of sat on it. I debated whether I should share this or not. Um, what? Why did you debate? It's just being vulnerable to this ex- extent without masking it with a joke is like utterly terrifying. And um, yeah. and so that's that's something that I debated. And, you know, also, I, I don't know, I, I guess I I'm very careful about what I share, because if it's not contributing, I almost don't want to. Like I'm sitting yeah, on how many stand up clips right now that are not about this and I'm just kind of sitting on them because sure. I really want to be productive with whatever I do. And um, I, I spoke about this to my, my best friend. His name is Brito. And um, he was he said that this offers like a creative perspective on things. And he said, you should probably share this. And he's the reason yeah. that I, he gave me the courage to, to do this. So right. out to yeah. him. But I can read this <clears throat> to my future children. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Being human isn't enough. I'm sorry I'm bringing you all into a world that doesn't love you, a world that doesn't look at you as equals. I'm sorry that money and power have trumped the value of human life. I'm sorry that during a job interview one day, you're going to be asked, do you condemn Hamas? I'm sure Pierce Morgan will still be asking by then. I'm sorry that your entire life you'll be told, don't talk about where you're from, it's complicated, or just say you're Arab instead of Palestinian. I'm sorry that by the time you're here, the world will have made many different flavors of chocolate homeless. I'm sorry they pronounced it hummus. I'm sorry you're going to be dragged into all of this. I want you to know, however, that no matter what the world thinks of you, Baba will love you very much. Baba will do everything in his power to make sure that by the time you grow up, the entire world will look at you as equals. The entire world will look at you for who you are, not just by the color of your skin or the languages you speak. You see, Baba's working very hard to make sure that by the time you get here, the world will have a different perspective perspective that leads to a smile, not fear. A perspective that leads to laughter, not ignorance. A perspective that leads to light, not darkness. I know things are going to be hard for you, but I will be here to guide you every step of the way. From your first steps to your first terrorist accusation, I'll be here for it all. Being born Palestinian is not easy. You will learn this very early on in life. But please do not look at this as a burden or a curse, for it isn't either of those things. Being Palestinian is not a burden we carry, it's an honor. It's a badge we wear proudly. Being Palestinian is a gift, a gift that comes with resilience, a gift that comes with relentlessness, and one that comes with humanity, a level of humanity that we pray the rest of the world needs to know and understand. I ask that you don't give up, even when it gets difficult. Please don't get down. Please continue to represent our people in the best way possible, the most humanly way possible. Please continue to make others laugh and think. I know you're all going to be funny, inshallah. Please keep fighting to show the world what I already know, that you are going to be the best of us, the best of humanity. I pray you find laughter and happiness in each day you live. I pray you get to see your homeland and meet your wonderful family members the same way your father did. I pray you get to meet your grandpa, my Baba, and hear all his stories about what it's like growing up in the lovely country of Palestine. I pray about what it's like to overcome the toughest adversity and not only survive, but thrive. 
I pray you get equal opportunity to chase your dreams and turn your beautiful thoughts into reality. You can do anything. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. With the light of the world feeling dim at this moment, you are the hope. You will shine brighter than the stars that hover over our sky. You will create waves bigger than any of the headlines your Baba will ever make. You will bring the world the nude that it so desperately needs. But there's one thing I know you'll bring the most. Humanity. I know you will bring the world's most purest form of humanity. I'm aware this is a biz big task, but I have no doubt that you'll be able to do it. Your Baba has always said to dream on. You're going to change the world, inshallah. I love you forever and always. Future Palestinian Baba. Man. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thanks and, uh, for, for, yeah. for listening. No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, like I said, as a as a father, as, as a human, you know, like, you can't ask for, 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 I mean, just, it, it was beautiful. Thank so you. Thank, thank you so for much. sharing. Thank you so uh, much. And representing your people in, in the best way that you can. Um, Robbie, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, TikTok at Ramia Bushab is like, Instagram is my primary uh, thing. And then YouTube as well at Ramia Bushab, R-A-M-I-A-B-U-S-H-H-A-B. Amazing. And you all can uh, know for sure that, Rafaelion, our production company, me, my company, and Rami will be doing a lot of stuff in the future. I believe in this guy, and I think he's going to be changing the world. So can't wait to be a small part of that journey with you, my friend. Thank you, man. Hey, you're going to make me stop this, man. What are you doing? With this? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, man? Watch what? <laughs> this is okay. Cool, man. But thanks for, for joining American Muslim Project. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to American Muslim Project. Now's the time for our sound check with producer Ari. Ari, what do you think of Rami? Rami, um, very funny, uh, very authentic. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he's. Um, I think that's a, that's a great way to to put it. Really down to earth, and um, I, you know, I've gotten to know him over the last whatever two months or so, and I've just continually am just impressed with him and his approach to not only his comedy and his art, but just also just like, he's a good person, you know? And, and, and I think yeah. that means a lot in this industry, right? Yes. <laughs> As well. Yeah. It I mean, does. totally. Right. Um, he's someone that you want to work with. Right. And, and yeah. I wish you could have seen the way that he controlled the room. I was like, mm. I, you know, that it was just so impressive. And so, uh, yeah, totally. What did you think about his letter to his future children? Mm, I mean, heartbreaking in a lot of ways, but also so incredibly beautiful. I, I think it, in a lot of ways, the, the sentiment of the letter and also just what he was talking about, it kind of reminded me of, and obviously this is very different, shortly after I came out, mm. uh, someone who I love uh, told me, um, you know, you know, I hope that my daughter isn't uh, queer mm. when she grows up because because the world is hard, yeah, and 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 that would be really hard for her. And I was just, you know, left with this, you know, kind of a burning anger, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, Probably. no, no, you don't, you can't. Want 
this like this beautiful part of identity, this beautiful part of someone, you know, themselves and their community to not you, to that not to be a truth. Yeah. It's you change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. And like, obviously, those facets of identity are are different within how we move the move within the world. But like what he's talking about, like, I'm I'm there with you and also. I want to change the world for you. Yeah. And 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 that's where I'm at too. Like I'm gonna we we spend our lives trying to make the world the place that we need and and also the world that you know our future generations need. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, as you're speaking, it, it seems like there's a there were or could be a lot of parallels between that letter and the letter that you could write to your future children, right? Like I feel like there's you know, it's you know, not equating 100% the cause of the Palestinians and the cause of, of, of queer folk, but like, yeah, the society is against you right now um, in, in a, lot of way, a lot of ways, shape and form. So yeah, thank you for, for drawing that, that, that parallel. And yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I think, all right, we're going to have to go get some, uh, some coffee after this and just have a little <laughs> therapy session, I think. But uh... <laughs> Coffee is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any other takeaways that you want to share? Uh, I I loved hearing uh, that he was a theater kid. Um, I also was a theater kid. I don't know if <laughs> I, that I don't feels think I knew that. Yeah, not. but that's, that's yeah. yeah, that makes sense for sure. But I I wasn't a jock though. I was okay. I was not straight up a theater nerd. Okay. No, no, not with these <laughs> knees. <Yeah. laughs> um, but I don't know if it will be funnier, make sense to you that. Uh, for my senior project in high school theater, in instead of actually acting, I was the director. Oh, nice! Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Look at that! <laughs> yeah, every day, awesome. Yeah, awesome. So uh, we'll I guess to... my my pivot into behind the scenes work. Yeah, right for sure, totally. We'll have to track down a video of that. I'd love to see it someday. But that's uh, that's it for our show. I want to thank Rami. I want to thank producer Ari, and I want to thank you. We'll be back next week with another episode of. American Muslim Project. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See you soon. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.